welcome, welcome, podcast listeners. This is episode number 83 of the Fret Talk Podcast. You are here with your host, it's Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. I've gone all radio this week. Hello, 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 it's uh, Budget, Budget Pedal Chap. Um, you are also here with Mr. Ayrton Tracy. So, hey, say hi, Ayrton. Hello, chick. Hello. Um, and who else we got? It's Mr. McQuine. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Wee. Oh, every week, and I don't even get bored of it. It's brilliant. <laughs> so I'm known. I'm known for it out in the universe. I joined the um, Tone Jerks podcast group, yeah. and literally within like three comments, somebody was tagging. Hi, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Love it. I've been listening to the Tone Jerks actually recently, and yeah, they're hilarious. I love them. Shout out to the Tone Jerks. Um, in fact, uh, I was listening to their most recent episode, and it's got a brilliant title, and I can't remember what it's called. Ah, fuck. Uh, I listened to it earlier today, and I can't remember either. Yeah, oh, it's... it's <laughs> oh, fuck. It's, oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? Uh, like a... A jerk of all trades. There we go. Oh, it's brilliant. I love it. I mean, for those those who know me, like, some of the things that I, I really love are, like, wordplay and shitty puns. And <laughs> they've just nailed it. Um, so, yeah, go listen to the Tone Jerks after you've listened to this uh, because those guys are awesome. Um, so, fr- free plug. Um, oh, before uh, before we get into the swing of the the episode as well, I forgot to <laughs> on our last episode, our live episode, I forgot to do our uh, our shout out to Fletcher Pickups because he's uh, he's sponsoring the the February one. So here's we're gonna do a double a double sponsorship for today. So we're gonna give you one at the start and then sneak one in later as well. So F- Fletcher Pickups, both me and Matt, um, pretty much advocate them anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they've they've had a lot of free advertising in the past from us. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, like most recently, my um, my Ibanez Fireman has had a set of um, Fletcher pickups in them, and I still haven't got around to putting mine in me Les Paul. <laughs> the um, the P nineties. Yeah, I need to work out. I, I need to try because I, I I don't know the the neck pickup has got a short cable on it, okay. and I'm not sure if it's quite long enough. But I want to desolder the other one and try because it might be just about the perfect length, yeah, or it might be just a little bit too short. I don't know. If it's a little bit too short, can't you just extend it a little bit with a with a spare piece of wire? If I can find a spare piece of wire, I can do. There we go. <laughs> Uh, if not, I'm sure uh, I'm sure our man Fletch won't mind uh, won't mind extending that for you. Yeah, yeah, I'll work something out anyway. Um, but yeah, like I, uh, I I got the fireman back a couple of weeks back, and I I used to be like a massive advocate of Damasio pickups, and the Fletchers are just better. They're just they're just better. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've got, I've got to say the the blends like they're the only ones that I've played personally. Like I've heard you play a fair chunk of the other ones, but the blends are just incredible. Yeah, just 
yeah, I just I can't advocate for those pickups enough. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like when I when I heard the blends, I was like, shit, man, this is another level. Like I'm not I'm not like putting down his the other humbuckers that I tried because they they again are like like really clear and really precise sounding and and just everything you want from a from a humbucker. But then the blends came along and they're just like they're they're like laser focused in terms of their tone um and it just it just nails that kind of proper classic rock humbucker tone um so yeah i i, I need to play my uh, my les paul more because it's got blends in uh so yeah if you want to if you want to find out uh more about fletcher pickups fletcherpickups.co.uk um i think it's um he's on instagram as well as ben underscore trev 81 or something like that um yeah, you can find him on uh, Instagram to um, to see some of his crazy concoctions. But yeah, FletcherPickups.co.uk, and you can you can shoot him a message over there to get like custom wines if there's something that you really uh, specifically want and he doesn't advertise you. So check those uh, check those out. Um, so what what have we been up to this week? Um, because I know we've we've uh, we've been doing some stuff, ain't we? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go? It's up to you. You're the host. You make the decisions. I'm, I don't come here to make decisions. <laughs> yeah, you come here to talk <laughs> Yeah, talk about Fletcher pickups and uh, and Hello Sailor um, pedals. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you what, we'll we'll go for mine first because uh, you've, you've got a, a, a fair amount about your, uh, your, your new pedals, haven't you? I have. Uh, so, uh, the start of February, we said um, the smoke and the water challenge was over for January. We've we've put our um, put our tries in with that, um, and we're now on to the second month, which is still in love with you by Thin Lizzy, and uh, I've I've given that a go. Um, but the the problem that I faced with uh, with with taking this challenge on is that I said that I would be very specific about the version that I was doing, uh, and that I would do uh, the version from Nightlife because it is Gary Moore's solo. No fuckers uh, tabbed it out, have they? So <laughs> it means that I've actually got to go and uh, tab this one myself. Um, so the the problem is it's. It, the the solo itself doesn't seem as difficult as the um uh, as uh, smoke on the water it's not got as many like fast runs um however it's having to dissect the solo and tab it myself which is it's uh, it's tough it's usually the ball like can i ask why you're tabbing it like do you refer back to that in the future or is it to help you whilst you're learning it just yeah i never bother you see when i like when i did smoke on the water it's all from memory i've I've not looked at tabs at all online i just wondered if maybe that might be why it's taking me a while to get all of the sections all the way through every time maybe if i had the things to look at in front of me i never even thought of that um so with with smoke of the water i i did it from uh from video tutorials 
Uh, I found a, a particularly good one on um, on YouTube and just used that. Um, however, because this one is uh, is one that doesn't have a tab for it, I figured uh, if I tab it myself, I'll have the uh, the tab file in front of me to to um, to be able to break it down um, and and basically do what the video tutorial did with the last one for me for this one um, because right, okay. there's a couple of runs that aren't aren't uh, kind of natural feeling they're not just kind of up or down a scale so <laughs> it's it's a part where I'm gonna have to like uh, sit back and break it down a little bit slower um, and something like tabbing it out will will help with that and it means that I can then release that tab out into the world as well so that the next person who tries this fucking stupid challenge um, <laughs> doesn't be no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so someone might want to do it. Um, uh, yeah, they won't have to go through the the same problem that I did. On on that um, on that very uh, same night, after I'd kind of uh, I'd had probably about half hours worth of uh, noodling around with uh, nightlife and figuring. I'm gonna to have to sit down and properly tab it. Um, I, I moved moved on and thought I'll I'll try some other songs rather than just kind of giving up here and and putting the guitar down. So I, because we mentioned um, when we were choosing the uh, the new song, I mentioned it actually, but it it was uh, Satch. Um, so I thought, you know what. I'll, I'll try some Satch. I, I, I tried some when I was at uni. I, th- I think I, I might remember some of it. Nah, Satch is hard. Satch is, Satch is well hard. It's almost like he's a fucking good guitarist. Like, that's it. They, they, they deem him a virtuoso <laughs> for a reason, don't they? Yeah. Uh, so I tried Surfing with the Alien. Yeah, that's tough. Um, <laughs> I, I figured out up to the the, the crazy kind of C sharp minory section, yeah, um, and that, play that that was much faster than I remember. Uh, yeah, so, it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's much faster than I remember. You don't listen to it for a while, like yeah, you ah, think, it's not that. Like, oh yeah. shit! Because Uh-oh. like stupidly, I kind of I I, I plonk Satch in uh, almost a different pole than the other virtuosos. I think like Malmsteen, Vi. All those guys, untouchable. I think Satch, not so untouchable, attainable. But then you listen to you listen to shit like that, and you're like, actually, you know what? There's a reason why he hangs with those big boys because yeah. he he he's got it down, and he. There's a, there's a reason why Steve Vai is so good. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. He's he's responsible for uh, Kirk Hammett as well, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who gave yeah. Kirk Hammett the war idea, though. I, I don't know what went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the war went wrong. That's what went wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I tried uh, I tried Satch. Um, oh, yeah, I think I might, and this, don't quote me on this one. Next year, when I haven't done this, don't don't be black-rosing me on this. Um, but I think, I think I'm making a date. I'm making a reminder in my phone right that's now. That's it. He's, he's he's putting it in. Yeah, this time to uh, 2020. Um, I was thinking like um, always with you, always with me. Attainable. So 
it seems a little bit more uh, within Pretty reach. Pretty sure in January last year your words were, I think by the end of the year Black Rose is attainable. <laughs> oh yeah, but I will I will fully put my hands up and say I did not put the required effort in to practice that. Fair enough. That At was, least that, you've admitted it. It was it was you... very much. Oh yeah, there was there was never any point where I was going. Oh no, it's just too difficult for me. No. I did not put the I did not put the required time and effort into to perfecting that. It is it's fucking hard. Don't get me wrong. It's it's very very difficult. Um, but it weren't helped by me giving up on it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I put my hands up. To no, that. that's not going to help, is it? Uh, and the the final piece that I did uh, was I'm going to find another you by John Mayer, which is the final track on uh, Continuum, which is one of the two good albums that he did. Um, And it is pretty much a masterclass in how to to make just your standard 12-bar blues really interesting. Kind of like a BB King slow blues. But he does. He he pulls out all of the kind of reharmonising and and interesting chord voices to make it just not your your bog standard blues. Um, and yeah, I, not your bog standard ACDC. <laughs> yeah, it's not AC and D and C. No, that'd be a rubbish song. <laughs> oh um, dear. So yeah, uh, that, that, I, I tried that. Um, I keep trying some John Mayer tunes because they're they're insanely fun to jam. But this one, yeah, yeah, re- really, um, really kind of showed me some showed me some blues tricks. And I thought I knew quite a lot of them. I've uh, I've been playing blues for quite a while, um, but no, John Mayer apparently really good. Um, one <sighs> yeah, thing I do, he's just I, a knob. He, he is, yeah, yeah. The problem is, he's he's fucking like phenomenal on guitar but then decides not to use that in his music he just decides to make poppy bullshit yeah wet fart pop music it, it's i think that's a that's a very uh a very apt description it is wet fart pop isn't it it's just like <laughs> that's gonna be a new genre isn't it now you're gonna find it on itunes and I think I think that's our uh, I think that's our episode title, isn't it? Wet fart pop. Um, if I drop another one like I did the other week, then it definitely is. Fucking unicorn shits, mate. Unicorn shits. Um, yeah. Um, so there was that. I also actually coming to think about it, I did I did um I did a little collab as well this week um, with so. I've secretly found my uh, found my way into like a little guitar collective on on Instagram, uh, where me and another couple of Instagrammers are kind of pooling our resources, um, and are just generally having fun with this the, Insta- the Instagram account called the Guitar Cartel, um, and what we did, um, uh, everything Joseph. Um, one of the guys who he does does a lot of stuff with um, with Hello Sailor. Um, he he came up with the idea that we all do like a little um, kind of a collab jam, um, and 
so we we did that and i, I kind of i stepped out of my comfort zone with um with this one because the backing track went from kind of like mellow chilled out kind of funk backing through to rock and then to like a little metal section and i thought yeah i'll have a crack at that um so so i i, I did a little solo over the uh, over the metal section just because why the fuck not um and um i i recorded the audio for it um and he said like after i'd done that he was like oh yeah uh, and this is going to be like a video jam like, oh oh shit <laughs> i've recorded audio um so what i did i recorded like a really badly dubbed um like cover of my own uh own solo which doesn't it, it doesn't relate in any way um because half of it i'm playing a bass which <laughs> um so yeah i kind of took the piss with that um but it, it ended up really really quite funny and the the jam actually turns out um amazing it sounds really good yeah so check check that out on the uh the guitar cartel there's um the guitar cartel instagram and the the youtube channel where the full uh full collab videos is collabs videos is what the fuck english is that <laughs> not, 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 you said it no. that's not words <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably time I mean, that you tell us weird. what you've been up to, Matt, because I, I don't think I can do words no more. Okay, well, I've played a little bit of guitar, but that's not really relevant. <laughs> I've just, you know, picked up. I did have a look at the Thin Lizzy song and decided that I'll come back to that in a, in a bit. <laughs> yeah, in, in like three weeks, basically like cramming <laughs> before the exam, you're like, shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I, I had a little bit of mess about with that. Um, I've pulled the pink strat out because I was using it when we is were that, doing the. Is that a euphemism, mate? <laughs> I hope you didn't do it in public. <laughs> no, no, in the privacy of my own bedroom and my living room. You, know, you need a change of scenery every now and again. That's it, yeah. <laughs> didn't but in yeah, the kitchen um, with so your pink strat out. <laughs> I've been. Playing that anyway, and then I got a package through the post. Yeah, yesterday, um, and it was it was some pedals from Hello Sailor Effects. So those of you who've been listening since like September will remember that we had an interview with, or you did an interview with Joe from Hello Sailor, no, and I, I got into the mindset <laughs> that I was going to get myself a custom drive pedal. Um, and it was going to be a broadside used as an underdrive for my Hayden and a tube screamer all in one Yeah, and he built that and he sent it to you and you recorded a demo video that you still haven't released (laughs) (laughs) shit man my bad again my bad I totally forgot about that one as well yeah so you, you recorded a demo video so the pedal was working at that point Yeah, and then you put it in a box along with an afterglow and um, a Nerf gun <laughs> and a Pez dispenser and some Pez and a Merry Hayden Christmas. cab. <laughs> and you sent it across to me in December. Yeah, yeah. And I plugged it in and the tube screamer side of it was just squealing at all the sweep from the volume. Okay. So something was clearly yeah. a little bit off. Um, something had gone wrong inside the pedal. So I messaged Joe... 
and he was like, have you got a screwdriver to hand? And I was like, yeah. So I took the back off, and he was like, right, do this, this, and this. He'd sent me um, a different chip so that I could change the voicing. I can't remember whether it was designed to go in the broadside or whether it was designed to go in the tube screaming, but he's like, let's just drop that in. So swap the one that's in there out and drop that in yeah. and see if that changes it. He asked me to do a couple of other bits and bobs. I tried it with a couple of different um, power supplies just to sort of make sure it wasn't that. Tried it in a couple of different amps to make sure it wasn't like my amp or anything like that. But we, we did a bit of troubleshooting and Joe talked me through every single bit of it and he was just like, can you try this for me? Can you try this? We'll do this. And then eventually it was just like, right, there's, clearly something's gone wrong whilst it was being posted to us, whether it's a loose connection or what, he wasn't sure. And he's like, right, send it back to me. So I sent them, sent them the pedal back um, and he said, rather than trying to work out exactly what had gone wrong, he ended up just replacing a couple of bits and resoldering all of the connections just to make sure that it wouldn't happen again. Yeah. Um, and did a few bits and bobs. Um, and he, he covered the postage back to him, um, he was, which was going over and above as far as I was concerned. It was like, at the end of the day, it was fine when it left your shop because it got to Budget Pedal Chap's house and it was working perfectly. So clearly yeah. something's gone wrong in the postal system. It's not really his fault. Um, but he's like, yeah, I'll cover the postage. And then he got it back. And then I got a message... Two weeks ago, and he was like, "Yeah, I've started working on work on your apology gift." And I was like, "Sorry, what? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, so I, just to, I want to make things right." And I was like, "Look, you've covered the postage; it's fine." Yeah. And then he sent me a photo of um, Rangemaster about a week ago with a really cool finish. So I know the the list the listeners can't see, but it's it's emerald green and. Uh, shoreline gold sparkle yeah and it's just absolutely incredible um so and I'll, it's got a- I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna let you know Ayrton. Uh, i know the listeners won't be able to see this but we've we've got basically uh the way that we do this uh podcast we've got like a a video feed like we do almost with the with the live casts what matt has just shown you does not stand up to the beauty of the the actual photos so either get on Matt's Instagram or the Hello Sailor Instagram and you will see just how beautiful that, that emerald sparkle is because it, it just, it looks phenomenal. Yeah, like I say, it's just incredible. Like in different lights as well, like in lower light, it looks green. In brighter light, it looks gold. And then when you move, it just flicks between the two and it's just like a wonderful finish. And Holy fuck. Yeah, it's just like I've done a little video clip um, on my Instagram channel, um, and you're, like I'm moving it about in a better lighting environment. It just looks absolutely incredible, and I'm just getting up um, the message that I had from Joe because the Range Master he sent me. It's not just a standard Range Master, so he's got there's two different toggles on it. So there's one for an EQ where um, it's the standard EQ for the Range Master clone that he's got. And then uh, if you flick it over to the other side, it's a fat switch, basically. So it just changes the EQ and makes it a bit of a, a fatter, junkier sound. Indeed. And then the bottom switch um, is uh, changes between a military CV transistor and a 1984 NOS Russian Germanian transistor. And it's just an absolutely incredible pedal. I've, I, I spent basically an hour and a half just playing the two pedals last night. So the one that's mine is a, a broadside and a Stevie Ray Vaughan Tube Screamer yeah. copy um, with a, a toggle switch to, that I can run the broadside into the Tube Screamer or the Tube Screamer into the broadside. Um, and just the ranges of sounds that you can get from all of those pedals are just incredible. It's a custom finished one, so it's 
Shoreline Gold. <laughs> it's got the same knobs as my Telecaster because he basically said to me, finish it however you want. And then yeah. there's a, a custom design in the middle. He's, he's, he had a bank of about 70 designs. And I picked that one. Um, the font that he's used for the Hello Sailor effects, and I've, he's put my band name at the bottom switch. Um, so the font that he used for that, again, he gave me a, a, a group of about 30 fonts and he went, just pick one of those. Or if you don't like any of them, tell me the name of the a font that you want and I'll, and I'll work with it. Um, it's just the, and like I say, the customer service throughout has just been absolutely incredible. If you get a chance and you want something that's a little bit different, that doesn't look like a boss pedal, not just a standard, you know, or not just a standard drive pedal that you can pick up off the shelf. Yeah. Speak to Joe. Whether you check out his reverb page and get some of the stuff that he just builds himself, just of his stock line, or whether you speak to him and say, "Look, I'd look, I'd like a custom pedal." It'll probably take some time because his wife has just given birth, so he's not got as much time as he did have when I, when I ordered mine. But it, he'll he'll make you something that's just absolutely incredible. Um, I I can't advocate for them highly enough. Yeah, uh, and congrats to Joe. Uh, it's a it's a lovely lovely moment having a having a kidder. Uh, so so congrats congrats to Joe on that uh, and his and his uh, wife. Um, but yeah, his his pedals are, woof. and I I begged of you to tell me that the Range Master was rubbish, uh, and that I absolutely do not need one in my life, and that it's not the missing link in my uh, perfect tone. But unfortunately, you told me the exact opposite of that. I, I <laughs> did. I, like the call started, and I just went, "No, you need one of these in your life." Just. The, the tones I'm getting out of it are just incredible. There's a few different settings. Like I say, the, the setting that I've got on the moment is the fat setting with the EQ and the vintage uh, 1984 NOS Russian germanium transistor. And it's just, it's it's like a combination of drive and fuzz, but in an awesome way. Yeah. So you've got like that clarity of the drive there, but with like the fuzzy edges that, you, you know, just yeah, the, yeah. the kind of... I, and I really struggle to understand, like to to say explain what I'm hearing because it's all just bullshit words at the end of the day when you're talking about tone. It's it's all just <laughs> yeah. invented things. It's oh, not like a, 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 a fixed Woody. a fixed thing. Yeah, but it's I'll, I'll I'm going to do some demos tomorrow. Um, hopefully, um, if not Friday night, yeah. I'm going to do some demos. I'm going to try and go and get me Vox and me Cabernita because they're one of the other guys in the bands. Um, because I didn't bring all my equipment home the last time we gigged so uh, um, I, I want i want to get the vox because i've said to joe i'll i'll try these pedals on my main board because he said he, he's not really had anybody any experience of many people using them in a band situation and i was like right well i'll drop them on my main board i've got a gig a week on friday so by this by the time this uh, sorry week on saturday so by the time this podcast comes out i've got a gig on the saturday i'm going to drop them on my main board and I'm gonna try them out. I'd, I'll drop every other drive pedal off the board if I have to make space for them, and just <laughs> see, see what it goes like. Because I've, I, I basically spent an hour and a half just setting up different settings on them, and it also means I could probably run my Vox hot because the drive the drive sound on a Vox is incredible. But I've been always using it clean because I haven't got. But if I could use the broadside to drop the Vox down to a clean and then turn that off and have that as my rhythm then have the tube screamer to push that as my lead and then have the broadside as a different type of like I, I, 
I'm really looking forward to trying that. And the problem is, if I do that, I'm then going to have to buy another broadside to go on the Hayden board so that I can use the <laughs> Hayden's drive and drop that down with the broadside. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Indeed. And the the pushed Vox with with a, a range master into it that's a that's a specific sound that is isn't it that's a that's a very well known sound it's it's a a a royal sound shall we say indeed indeed (laughs) you you may or may not really enjoy that (laughs) so um so yeah i mean that's that's a pretty much uh unpaid sponsorship for uh, Hello Sailor there, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, you say unpaid, he sent me a free pedal because well, <laughs> of postal issues, so... <laughs> That's it, yeah. Um, as, as far as I'm concerned, like, like I say, Joe, I I told Joe I wanted to pay for it and he refused to take a payment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Joe, Joe's an absolute legend. Um, for, I mean, I've, I've done the interview with him, but for any, anyone uh, who has a chance to kind of, to interact with him on on Instagram via uh, direct message or or just uh, having a chat with him in general he's an absolutely sound chap as well so uh, I, I can't can't advocate his stuff enough really um and I think we've uh, we've pontificated enough for for this episode we have luxuriated in our own selfness um which I'm I'm sure is a, <laughs> is, is a, another euphemism there. Um, so the <laughs> got air on there. Um, so news for this week. Um, we've we're pretty much two weeks into Nam news, but we're not even scratching the surface. There's literally like there's probably another about four weeks left of Nam news. Um, <laughs> not four four weeks. You mean four months? I'm sure we could. Let's be honest. I'm sure we could. I'm sure we could. Uh, but by that point, we'd be we'd be scratching scratching that the like scraping that bottom of the barrel. Uh, yeah. Like, and we all know Electro Armenics will release twenty pedals between now and the end of four months' time. So. That's it. And uh, <laughs> to be fair, there are some Electro Harmonics pedals which we haven't mentioned yet that have been uh, been released at Nam, which we will get round to. However. Um, We've got. I think we should box them all up until the end of the year and just do it. Yeah, then. just do it. We'll like, do it in an explosion. Well, there we go. That's our Christmas cast this this year. Is we'll just do all of the recent releases from like to harmonics. That's got to run to more than two hours. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon. Like, do it a decade in AHX. <laughs> an entire. I haven't got a decade cast. to record a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. That's it, though. The um, the the forty-hour podcast spectacular. Um, uh, so yeah, news news for this week, and I know it's not brand new news, but it's it's Nam news. So yeah, just just deal with it. Um, TC, everyone's favourite TC. Um, they have done a pedal. It is it is a pink pedal. It's called the Brain Waves, and sounds they- like an indie band. Brain, yeah, brainwaves, yeah. I, could do it. I, uh, I had to listen to some old, like, uh, 2000s indie today, actually. I listened to some some The Kooks, um, which... I was literally about to say, what, The Kooks? Yeah, surprisingly good. Um, Have you heard their new album? It's actually not bad. No, I don't <laughs> They released me, yeah. an album in 2018. Did they? I thought, I, 
Neither did I. Um, they're not gonna be dead. It's only like 2006. Their first I, mean, I, I mean, like the band is dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been a long time since they were relevant. Maybe they'll be getting a Gibson signature soon. <laughs> uh, oh, let's swing yeah. it. I mean, we we literally like two minutes into the news, and we were already talking about something which is not in any way related <laughs> to the news. Um, I mean, I absolutely love it, but. Part of my job as a host requires me to kind of shoehorn us back onto that. So the brainwaves, um, it's a pitch shifter, which is an ambiguous term um, because that happens in multiple different ways. Um, It's got four modes, apparently, and I don't think I've written down all four. Um, So it's it's got a dual voice as well. So it's you, you basically get two almost channels of pitch shiftiness um is that the, the technical term is I, it? I believe that's what you will find on in the uh, in the tc handbook yes on, on their website yeah this is le- control levels well. of pitch shiftiness yeah um it's got pitch mode which allows you to set the interval at which the pitch changes um yeah. it's got whammy mode whammy um yeah where the mash it makes you sound like the guy from Anchorman <laughs> that's it yeah yeah <laughs> uh, it, it allows Whammy. you to yeah it allows you to sportscast um <laughs> I, I believe in that mode the the mash function becomes like a uh almost like an expression pedal um yep. detune mode which is kind of chorusy which is something that the whammy pedals have done for quite a while uh, yeah. I've got mass mash function, yeah, for switch. Um, it also has a tone print mode. Uh, there, so there's three three tone prints, and you've missed the V1, V2 mode, which is the the where the voice one and voice two control come into it. Oh, okay, okay. So then so it, it allows the, like more, like two different kind of presets. Yeah, so almost. In, yeah, so instead of just doing one, like it, it allows you to do a third and a fifth and you get a major chord yeah, when yeah. you play a single note that kind of thing yeah, yeah, okay. and then there's three you can set up to three tone prints on it as well yeah yeah and the tone prints uh, you can get the mash function on that to control up to three parameters at a time apparently uh, so so for me I mean I'm not I'm not a huge um, not a huge fan or I don't really follow um pitch shifters all that much um but i'm thinking like the next competitor of this would be the the um whammy dt is it or the whammy ricochet yeah dt i want to say i i so the dt is the detune whereas i think the uh i think the ricochet has more um more features and is, it gets closer to this. Yeah, I mean, this seems to be kind of out there on its own as it's kind of halfway between a full whammy and one of those whammies in that with the nice mash function, you've sort of got the yeah. foot pedally bit, whatever you want to call that bit. I'm, I'm doing a signal in the in the chat, but obviously... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, yeah, the, that, the wavy that bit. Way, yeah, that way, yeah. So <laughs> using the treadle. Yeah, um, that's the thing, the treadle. Um um, I suppose you, you other thing that's kind of sort of gets there is the 
what's it called? The electroharmonics pitchfork, is it? Yeah. Uh, okay. I was, I was thinking like the Pog and. Uh... Yeah, it's probably Pog's probably more like it because obviously the Pog's got two octaves, whereas. Yeah, but then like the Pog doesn't have. It only does uh, octaves, doesn't it? Yeah. So you, yeah. You've, you've basically got you've got the one setting rather than than the ability to to wham that motherfucker. Um, yeah. uh, the the thing I was laughing at earlier, I've uh, I've written down uh, like a dollar sign, but then just put USD rather than the actual <laughs> price. So it's eighty six eighty six pound twelve p. What or this, in this, the European terms is ninety eight euros for the for this pedal. Yeah. Holy fuck! That's uh, yeah ninety eight euros on Toman. That's pretty good. Um. I thought it was one uh, one forty odd. Um, no, no US dollars. Uh, it's it's literally like I say, it's ninety eight euros on the Tobin website at the moment. So that's available for pre order. Uh, that that's crazy. That's um, that's uh, that's got me. That has. Um, what's the 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 pog coming in at then? Pog is one twenty. I want to say about one twenty. Uh, so uh, oh Jesus Christ! Nan- no, Jesus Christ! The nanopog is two hundred eleven euros. So, so yeah, we we're talking half the price. Yeah, we're talking yeah. half the price, and, and for, what seems for, like like a lot it, of the functionality. It does a pog, th- but it does the pog thing better than a pog because it's um, stereo in, stereo out, and it 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 literally does a pog setting. So if you if you want to put those controls is one is an octave up and one is an octave down, or one is two octaves up and one is one octave up. It, it'll do those things. So yeah, it seems to me like a no-brainer that you'd have this over a pog. Yeah, indeed. Also, apparently, um, if I heard this correctly on the um, on the product video, they've put in in the uh, the tone print app a feature where you can add delay. Uh, inside the uh, in the tone print so you can nice. delay the um, you can delay the the octaves and get it to just make absolutely mental sounds uh, so yeah that's a that's a thing and that that price has really blown me away um yeah let's let's shift it on um yamaha who are a company that don't usually get much of a mention from us um they they released the rev stars a couple of years back and they've seemed pretty popular um and it, on on the back of that they've they've released some some new versions thereof uh so we've got the uh the RS 702B and the 720BX which are Bigsby B50 equipped versions um there is are they proper Bigsby's or licensed Bigsby's do no, we know this is Bigsby B50 um oh right so it's a proper Bigsby yeah it seems that way so it's not the Fender Bigsby's uh, it will. Well, it will be fair. <laughs> yeah, not a Figsby. No. <laughs> they, they they haven't been rebranded yet. No, not yet. No. Um, yeah. So potentially get one of these Rev Stars before they before they go Fender Fender stamped Bigsby's. <laughs> it'll be a it'll, it'll be collectors item. Collectors item. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've they've got that. They've got um, there's one with a, a wrap round bridge. There's Two with, um, with Tone Pros AVT two bridges apparently. 
I don't know what. Uh, nice, it's, catchy name. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's exactly the same as a tuna matic. Yeah, um, <laughs> they look cool though because the um, the stop bar isn't a stop bar. It's like a, it's almost like the old vintage Gibsons, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't just look like a bar of metal. No, it, they're, they're very stylized. Um, and the thing that I really liked about the the Rev Stars is they're kind of, um, kind of hitting that Yamaha SG aesthetic. Um, yeah. there's, there's a couple of a couple of these versions that are P90 laden as well. So one of the okay. one of the Bigsby versions has got P90s, and two of the two of the new Rev Stars are um, have got quilts, uh, not quilts, um, flame Wave. maple veneers. Yep. Um, which, I mean, I, I like the flat colours on the the Rev Stars. I think it it really suits the the aesthetic, but. For those after that kind of next little bit of bling, it's I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah, I think I think they look good. Um, I I've played a couple of the original line of the Revstar when they released that was at 2016 ish, 2015. That sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, I I played two or three of that line. One from the lowest price point, which was like three two nine, and one one um, from the higher end, and one in the middle as well. They're, for the money, they they play really well. I really like the guitars. Um, mm-hmm. The the pickup choice at the time, um, I wasn't a big fan. They they had the the wide range filtertron style in a couple of them, and they just a little bit off. Yeah. Um, but I, I like I say I I, I do I, I think they they play well as guitars, and I'd be interested to see what the the one that's got the like weird bridge, you know, the one where like it's a big long piece of metal down to the yeah um, thing. I'd, I'd be interested to see that, that one with the P nineties, what that sounds like, because I think it looks really good. Yeah, yeah, I think the I think the the aesthetic on the Red Star stuff is is top quality, and all of the reception that I've heard from the the original run of Red Stars has been positive. I mean, there are, there's a couple of people who've who've got them who. Who would say that they're they're very good quality um, good quality instruments, um, yep. and the fact that uh, over the last couple of weeks I've been playing uh, playing my Variax, which is essentially a, a Yamaha Pacifica, and thinking actually this guitar is the absolute shit. Um, like even discounting the the Variax technology, just the way that the guitar plays and feels, I'm I'm inclined to to try one of these. Um, and then hide my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you just not take your wallet with you? Because um, chances are I'll be going going to try one with, with Yeomans. He's got to have some with Yeomans on it. Yeah. I mean, he's both helpful and hindrance in equal measure. You convinced him to buy a Telecaster on your birthday. I, I weren't even there. It, it, it was. Yeah, but he, you were in his head. You were in his head. Yep. Yeah, I was. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I did that this week as well. I had a birthday. Woo. Um, so that yeah, I'm older now. Yeah, merry birthday and all that. I'm, I'm still not mature, so let's not Happy worry about that. Out of some legs. <laughs> Faux show. Anniversary um, day. Yeah. So, ah, uh, um, Rev Stars. I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're, they're pretty cool. I want to try. I, I want. I think 
2019, I'm going to try Revstar. I think that's got to be my uh, my thing. Yep. Birmingham Guitar Show's coming up, so maybe. I'll probably have some there. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe try one. Is that there. this weekend? Next weekend. No, next weekend. Next weekend, yeah. And the worst thing is, I was going to go and guess who's gigging that weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm gigging as well. I'm um, gigging as well, so I'm not going to fly over for it. So we, uh, both me and the young man, and Mr. Fletcher with Fletcher Pickups, fletcherpickups.co.uk, check them out. Um, we're we're going to be there on the Saturday, so uh, if... And isn't Ollie going as well? Sometimes uh, podcast host Ollie? Uh, yes, he is actually. And yeah, yeah, Ollie. He will be there also. So if you want to check uh, check any of us out uh, and come over and say hi, um, we will be there. Uh, Somewhere. I, yeah. I, I, I will, I'll probably be uh, pining over the Honey Boys again because that's, uh, that's how the guitar show goes. <laughs> I want one. Can't afford one, but I want one. Um, Do you do installments, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, oh, if he does, if he does, I oh, yeah, definitely hiding the wallet. Um, so yeah, um, line six. We mentioned the Variax. Hey, um, the the Shuriken. Uh, they they brought out some some new colours. Um, I mean, they they did threaten this was going to happen uh, the end of last year with like a kind of a couple of prototypes. Um, but they've they've actually made it made it a possibility. So uh, three different three different finishes: trans black burst, which is kind of um, like a flamey flamey black to to like fully um, fully black. Charcoal burst, which is more of a kind of brownie black. Yeah, it's more yeah. like a, like your PRS type. Yeah, uh, and then metallic silver. Okay. Can I just stop you there? You it's a lim- all the new models are a limited run for the UK during 2019. Oh, are they limited for the UK? That's what it says on the Gear News website. Okay. Um, yeah, I obviously did not read that. <laughs> so it's your standard fare with the uh, the Shuriken stuff. So it's a baritone scale length. It's a single um, magnetic pickup. I don't think it's a branded pickup, is it? Is, it, it looks like an EMG, but I don't know. I don't think it ever mentions. I don't think I've not seen anything mentioning it. Um, whatever it is, I, I trust them. Um, but yeah, so trans black burst, charcoal burst, metallic silver. What do we think of the the shuriken? I've I've never ever looked at a shuriken in my life before. About half an hour before this cast, yeah. I actually quite like the look of the guitar. I think the metallic grey or whatever you said the the plain colour is is yeah. boring as hell and just that can get in the sack. But um, I don't mind the two flame colours and like there's a, there's one that looks like it's a, like a natural guitar that's been stained with green stain, um, which I assume is one of the original finishes. And I think they all look pretty pretty damn sexy. I I really like them. Um, I mean the Baritone scale length, not really for me, but I'm sure I could find a use for it. And like, it's very axe, so it'll do. I, I I want I want to know what a baritone twelve string sounds like, and I'm not going to be able <laughs> to buy a baritone twelve string. But 
I could either turn my I suppose I could just use my Variax to put it in baritone mode and then 12 string mode I yep. hadn't thought of that that you could yeah do. okay so so why is it baritone then um, <laughs> is that just because that's the scale yeah, that so he normally plays yeah Stevic. yeah um, it's because of the the guy the band that he's in which is 12 foot ninja um they do some oh, it's weird to say the genre it's like reggae mixed with pop mixed with classical mixed with rock and metal it's all it's proper weird um and he always used to play with baritones yeah. Right, so he's used to that scale length and he's used to that feel and tension and all that. So yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And I assume I, mean, I assume the, the, the baritone um the baritone tuning is their kind of default setting. Yeah. That's the thing, it's not though. They have um I know in one of the songs I think they've got about six different tunings in one song. Yeah, I I, I remember Which um, is where this comes in now. Yeah, I, I remember hearing uh, an interview with Stavik, actually. Uh, I think it might have been on the Line 6 podcast. Um, and he, he, he was saying how um, how the Variax technology really uh, like opened his eyes creatively because he could instantly go from like a 12-string to a baritone to a to a sitar. To a, and yeah. and he, he very much uses that... Um, that instant um tweakability um very much unlike what i do <laughs> i tend to just <laughs> stick it on one set and go oh that sounds beautiful um but he yeah he uses it as a creativity tool whereas yeah uh, i think most people would use it just to kind of to uh, as a convenience tool more than anything um, and he uses it with the helix as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. So it it means that all all of those kind of patch switches are at the uh, at his feet rather than having to kind of go through the dial. Um, yeah, because that that would be the that would be the killer. That on stage, a dark yeah. stage, fucking Try, yeah, trying to, about. Yeah, trying to kind of go from strap position four to then. Yeah, now we're on. Now we're on acoustic, but we've got to move it down to position two all the way back down and all the way yeah yeah that that kind of thing that's that's part of the reason why it's it's not as possible to do what stevic does without his uh without his rig and without without that specific setup yeah um but yeah so he's he's using that as a as a like a tool for creativity which i'm all for i think that's uh that's really uh, really innovative and, and whatnot. As an instrument, though, nope, 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 nope. Um, I, uh, I've got no no reason to ever need a baritone. If I've got a single pickup guitar, it's not going to be a single humbucker in the bridge. Uh, what are you on about? The, that's the only single pickup guitar that works. Penises can get too far. <laughs> Damn you, using my chant against me. Um, Penises are just a poor man's version of a humbucker. Oh, Penises are like no, I, I, I get it, but at the same time, humbuckers. Humbuck, yeah, humbuckers are good. The P in P90 stands for perfect, so... Pathetic. Um, 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'll have to ask uh, ask, ask Mr. Gibson. What was what was that all about? P90. To get the guitar geek to do it. To ask him. Oh yeah, we could do. But hey, um, mm. yeah. What does P90 stand for? And while you're there, what what's your feelings about Fender taking over the Bixby? <laughs> yeah, how butt hurt are you? <laughs> um, so yeah. I know you, you, both of you guys uh, really, really dig these uh, these new finishes. Um, yeah. As far as finishes well, not, go... Not, not, the, not the flat grey one. That can go away, but yeah, the other yeah. ones are all right. Uh, like, as far as finishes go, I think they're better than the original uh, matte black one. But again, it's just... Meh. Like, not, not a huge fan. Oh, it's another bloody graveyard two in it with you. It is, yeah, it really is. Um, but at least this one doesn't have a stupid fucking two-tone neck. Ugh. <laughs> You're just wrong. Yeah, maybe I am. Maybe you guys can get fucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's move it on. Um, Ernie Ball, those guys did a thing, right? So. Uh, they've released something called the VPJR uh, tuner. Uh, so it's the volume, the their volume expression pedal with an inbuilt touchscreen tuner embedded in the treadle. What could possibly go wrong? Why? I mean, yeah, like initially my thoughts were Why? Well, you're standing on your tuner, like literally standing on the face <laughs> of your tuner, which happens to be touch screen. Yeah, that's 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 uh that's not gonna damage it at all, is it? Because we all stand on our iPhones all the time, don't we? That's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so how br- do you turn it on? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't it be brilliant if they just shelled out the uh shelled out the the treadle of the, the volume pedal so that you could insert your phone into it as a as a tuning app. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. Like, <laughs> yeah, it'd have been a bit different. My like the the first thing that pops into my head is the volume pedal is normally passive and like you don't have to plug in. Dan, so now I've got to plug this volume pedal in, and also, I why would I stand on a touchscreen? <laughs> yeah, that's it. And. If, like, you, if you're doing it barefoot as well, you just it's just making life hard for yourself. Right, that's to be it. Yeah, you you end up changing the tuning on the fly because you yeah you go from four forty to something like three eighty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my my tune is useless. I'll just use use someone else's. Um, so yeah, I mean you you might look at this product and go, what the fuck? Like who's who? Which which person asked for this? Um, but apparently. It's it's a pretty long uh, long serving um, thing, so I'll just get me notes. Um, Schnobel apparently uh, internet Schnobel Schnobel yes. Don't act like that's weird. Schnobel the cat from um, (laughs) The Simpsons. It is yeah yeah (laughs) Schnobel and the Schnobel too. Um, So Schnobel, uh, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, it might, might be a Jewish name, Schnubble. Um So this this is an internet guy. Uh, I think he's a YouTuber. Um, he offered a a mod to um, uh, the the original Ernie Ball volume pedals, where he would 
take apart a, a, a TC polytune and insert that into the treadle so that you've got like a, a tuner volume pedal pedal. Um, and they were so popular that he was looking to go into making them himself, like making a purpose-built one. Um, but then Ernie Ball um, thought, hang on, we make we make one of those things. A tuner can't be so hard, can it? Uh, and they've, they've come up with themselves. I, I really, I cannot think of a, a reason why you'd put a tuning pedal inside a volume pedal. <laughs> I'm, I'm finding it very difficult to. Uh, like, one, who uses a volume pedal? Like, there's a volume control on your guitar. All of your pedals has a volume control on them. Why? Why do you need one? And even if you do need one, why does it need to be a tuner? Yeah. Well, so and I'm... the only volume you should technically be is on or off. <laughs> yeah, just a nah, switch. Like... <laughs> so the yeah. tuner pedal switch. Yeah, most yeah, most tuner pedals have got that on them already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, like why are we not just wiring pickups to output jacks? I've said this before. Oh. <laughs> it's because we've got tuners in warp in bloody volume pedals now. That's it. Um so they're... And why why do I want to plug plug my passive tuner pe- my passive volume pedal in that's because it. it's now got a tuner in it. Yeah, that's it. It's like this this used to be convenient because it didn't take up a space on my uh, on my power supply. Now it's really yeah. not, and I can't see my tuner because <laughs> my foot's on it. <laughs> I need see through feet. <laughs> I was going to say they're going to start bringing out like X-ray shoes, aren't they? Just for them. That's it. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, those those are the obvious things. The volume pedals are uh, apparently quite. Um, Quite prevalent in the old P uh, P dubs stuff with the shimmer reverb and volume swell. What is a P dub stuff? Um, praise and worship scene in, oh, in America. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Church church music yeah. or whatever they call it. That's it. Okay. Because nothing makes the baby Jesus happier than volume swells. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the tuna. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he said anywhere. In tune, enough. volume swells. Well, that, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. If your volume swells are out, out of tune, baby Jesus cries. Um, so, two birds, one stone. Bob comes up. That's it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm really struggling to grasp this, and I'm, I'm glad it's not just me that you, you two are also completely baffled by the concept. <laughs> Uh, I'm just waiting for like Anderton's to get one in and watch him do a review because that's just going to be funny as fuck. Yeah. They're just not going to know what to do, are they? They might. They might have been given some instruction by the people at Ernie Ball. But for me, like a, a volume, like if you're doing volume swells, your foot's going to be going to be on that pedal pretty, yeah, pretty uh, much a lot of the time. Um, and the the thing behind tuners is that you want them to mute while you're tuning because no one wants to be halfway through a song going nah, 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 nah. Nope. so <laughs> um, um, yeah so the only use, the good use for that right is if your guitarists and your bass are always whittling give it the drummer and he's got a cut off switch I thought you could say give it the drummer you could throw the guitarist's head. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a bit of, got a bit of weight behind it. I mean <laughs> you, you could you could easily easily have that with some kind of like 
taser taser operation. <laughs> it would work just as well. Maybe that's what the power supply's for. That, that's it? why it's powered yeah. now because you because yeah. you've got a ta- taser in it. Yeah, um, there we go. <laughs> Do you reckon if I send that send an Ernie ball to the YouTuber, he'll put a taser in it instead of a tuner? It could do. Yeah, like a one of those um, those like uh, airborne one. Yeah, the the the, the, yeah. the <laughs> yeah. What's like a, like a ratio? Like one in every fifty times you use it, it'll taser you. So you don't oh, know when it's going to so come. Yeah, so it's like a like a like a fun little roulette game. <laughs> Russian roulette training. Yeah, it could happen. Yeah. <laughs> you go to do a volume swell and all of a sudden you're lying on the floor <laughs> the your yeah. guitar neck snapped off the body because you've just fallen straight onto it Brato, natural vape Brato <laughs> yeah you get, you get the vapor Brato shit <laughs> that wild mixed with Invey <laughs> oh man oh, yeah so so that's our, that's our news <laughs> oh man that's our news for the week. I think no matter how much we talk about this um, this Ernie ball, we will not understand it. Um, no, like I, I I I understand it. If you don't want to have a volume pedal and a tuner pedal, this is what you get. But it's just a stupid idea. Right? Like just have a volume pedal and a tuner pedal, or use the volume control on your guitar and just have a tuner pedal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I can't see. I can't see the the point of combining them. It's like having it in a wah pedal. Like I'll have a tuner pedal in it, or a volume pedal in a wah pedal as well. Well, the, <laughs> so, I mean, so that it, um, so that, it, that that's a thing. What a volume where we it does both at the same time. No, not both at the same time. But there is. I'm pretty sure one of the one of the the crybaby like. Not the the standard ones, but one of them is when you turn it off, it's a volume pedal, and when you turn it on, it's a wah pedal. Oh yeah, I mean all of the uh, all of the Line Six um, products pretty much do that. The the multi multi function, and it <laughs> it pissed me off then, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because then it will like, just stick with your strings, mate. Well, I, <laughs> so I I used to gig a. Um, uh, uh, spider valve combo. Um, oh, you poor bastard! It, I, it, by choice, unfortunately. Um, uh, oh, even worse. And I, I used the, the the big footboard thing, and sometimes I'd, I'd switch the amp on and be like t- figuring out like, oh, what the fuck? Like, why why is why am I not getting any sound? And like, go through all the settings because the the, the fucking pedal was heeled down, wouldn't it? And it's, it's, of course, it's a volume pedal most of the time. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's why I hate volume pedals, and none of none of those had tuners built into them either. So, um, yeah, we. So we're, we're at time, but before we do, before we do, um, there's been a uh, a little bit of guitar news this week, and I would like to. Um, to kind of to mention it and and do a little bit of a reminisce. So um, Jim Dunlop of pretty much every uh, every guitar accessory you've ever bought fame. Um, original OG Jim Dunlop has died this week, um, and yeah, r- real sad news. The the fact that uh, the Dunlop Corp have pretty much 
like they've they've got the corner of the market on on accessories in terms of like plectrums in terms of like straps they do strings like uh dunlop are doing like uh, mxr apart of dunlop and have done guitar pedals yeah. uh, just they are the crybaby just ex- the, the quintessential war pedal that's it yeah yeah <laughs> like the that you can't you can't think of guitar without thinking of Dunlop. Um, even if you only do it accidentally, you will think of a Dunlop thing. Yeah, I even mean, if it's an accidental. Yes, I mean, just the the fact that the the wah pedal pretty much is is a, a Dunlop thing. Like the 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 one wah pedal that that like well, like if if you were to ask someone who weren't a guitarist a brand of. Uh, of war pedal or what a war pedal looked like, they would probably either mention Dunlop or at least say it's the 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 black one that's yeah yeah and yeah talking with the tuner in it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah the one that yeah, is volume <laughs> not yet give give it a little bit of time um, so I thought uh, we'd do a little bit of a reminisce and um, mention our first Dunlop product and our most favoured Dunlop product um, and I think I'm going to start us off because I, I didn't tell you guys about this so you got a bit of time to think about it um, so my first Dunlop product um, was probably uh, the little celluloid picks that they used to do I think they still do them uh, the little see-through ones that are like little funky bright yeah. colours and you, they literally just come in like light, medium and heavy. Um, yeah. They were they were like super freely available at, um, at the old uh, guitar shop that I used to frequent when I was literally just starting out. And I think that's probably the first Dunlop product that I uh, that I ever ever owned. Um, and the, they are nowhere near <laughs> my favourite plectrum. Um, <laughs> But like even to this day, I am still using Dunlop picks. I use um, I use Jazz threes. I use uh, Altex Jazz threes and um, the the black Altex ones as well. I, I'm still I'm still a Dunlop pick user. Uh, I'm just looking at my side, and all my picks are actually Dunlop. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so so I I. Um, yeah, absolute advocate of um, Dunlop picks since day one. And I will use other ones, and I'll use, like, Timbertones and uh, Howling Monkey and, and all, all of these kind of li- a little bit fancy picks. But when it comes down to it, I'll always grab for those uh, those Jazz 3s. So that's that's pretty much my uh, my starting point with, with Dunlop. And I think my... My favourite um, Dunlop experience has been uh, the Crybaby Classic. Um, I, I bought a Crybaby Classic um, I, I, when I when I kind of first started getting into pedals, and I was like buying Behringer pedals. Um, I uh, after like a little bit of time, I started taking it a little bit seriously, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to get myself a really a really nice uh, pedal, 
and I bought myself a Crybaby Classic. Um, and that pedal, pardon me, choking up here. Um, that pedal is still with me today. I've still got that pedal. It still works. Uh, I, I gigged it heavily enough that I had to get it repaired at some point. Um, but it's still going strong and it sounds absolutely phenomenal. Just your classic crybaby uh, classic crybaby because it's going to sound like a fucking classic crybaby uh, <laughs> but it's, it's literally the, it's in the title it sounds like the classic war tone uh, the old Clyde, Clyde McCoy or whatever it was um, but yeah they sound, they sound absolutely baller um, so how about yourself guys um, Dunlop, what, what's Dunlop mean to you what, what's your first experiences with them I think mine it was either like jazz threes, the red jazz threes, or the uh, Zap Wild Dunlop Shrinks. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I think they were they were one of our first purchases when I did. I think it was when I got my when I bought my actual first guitar, which was in a Jackson RR thirty. Mm-hmm. And then I think the one that I always love now and I always go to is the um, it's the Prime Tones. 1.4 picks. Yeah. And they, they're literally my saviour. It's the thing that I just can't live without now. Right on. And right just, on. And probably the wire as well. Yeah. I think I think at every given opportunity, um, guitarists around the world have owned a at least one crybaby. Yeah. They yeah, are. Yeah. They're just so ubiquitous. It's like it's like a tube screamer. If you haven't owned a tube screamer, you've not owned a crybaby. Are you really a guitarist? <laughs> Someone go, yeah, because I've had a I've had a volume pedal with a tuner in it. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that'll be the millennial. Uh, yeah, the millennial. Do you even volume and tune that? <laughs> and how about yourself, Matt? What's- so. My first experience of Dunlop was when I first started learning, um, I got an Ibanez starter kit and Mm -hmm. I absolutely hated the picks that came with it. They were your standard cheap plastic, big, round-ended, horrible, shitty Ibanez branded, but the same as all the cheap, shitty picks that you get in starter packs and all that nonsense. Yep. And I went for guitar lessons and the guitar... The guitar teacher that I had could see me struggling with the pick, and he was like, "Right, try one of these." And it was a little two mil stubby. Oh gym, yeah, you know, and the small, the tiny ones as well. And for years and years and years, they were the only picks that I used. And recently, I moved on to the Jazz Three Ultra Ultex. But for years and years and years, them little stubbies were my my go to pick, and that was the first Jim Dunlop product that I used. And like I say, I've not used a well, I've I've used the odd wooden pick here and there, which I thought was near, and <laughs> but I've always oh, always 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 gone back to Jim Dunlop. Even on the acoustic, I I like a soft pick on an acoustic. I have a point five mil, and I use the Tortex, which again Jim Dunlop Tortex point five zero red ones. That's what I use on the acoustic. So um, like picks wise, there's there's no other. Like there are other options out there, they're just pointless. <laughs> yeah, the, and then they end up done lap, are they? Yeah, exactly. And then 
if we're going to talk about like my favourite products, I hate to sound like a broken record, but classic crybaby. Um, but because you've spoken about that, um, I'll I'm going to mention two other pedals. I'm going to mention the MXR Phase Ninety. Oh yeah, for that, yeah. For that sound because if you think of a phase sound, you think of the Phase Ninety sound. There's other phase sounds, but that's the one that you, it instantly yeah. comes to mind. And it's not just a phase, mum. Yeah. It's the phase. It's the phase. It's the phase that everybody thinks about. And then the other thing I want to mention is the carbon copy because it made delay what it is today in terms of digital delay. Yeah, it made it, made it cool. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's my uh, my shout-outs. But, yeah, it's a cl- classic crybaby is my favourite product of theirs. Um, a, a similar story to you. Uh, the first... Pr- pedal I spent more than 60 quid on was a, a, a classic crybaby. Yeah. And they're, they're just absolute brick aces, aren't they? they... Yeah, yeah. I, I still use mine. Mine's been on and off the board. Um, it's off the board at the moment, but it'll go back on at some point when I need to use wire again. Yeah. That's it. Mm. I mean, honourable mention, the uh, the strap locks. Saving oh, everyone's asses. Yes, yeah, shit. I didn't even think of that. But yeah, I've got Jim Dunlop stack locks on four of my guitars. Yeah, for saving everyone's asses on stage. <laughs> I, I, unfortunately, I use the, the Charla ones, but <laughs> I, I use the um, the Dear Dario. Yeah, strap now, but before then, Dunlops. I've, I'm pretty sure actually I've got one set of Sh- Charlas and three sets of Jim Dunlop ones. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know. sa- yeah, saving people's asses. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's the fret talk um, memorial to to Jim Dunlop, and I think he he may be gone, but his the the legacy of his uh, of his products will they they will just endure with with guitar because like there's not a guitarist that I know that hasn't hasn't used. Um, Jim Dunlop picks the Crybaby, all of these products seriously at some point. So uh, that'll be a that'll be us for for the, this this podcast. And I did say that we'd do a, another a second <laughs> advert to Fletcher Pickups. So FletcherPickups.co.uk, check them out. Um, the there's been an update recently with. Um, a new line, which is, I believe, it's a uh, a, a blade um, booker. Um, it's so new that I've not even seen it yet. So uh, go check it out on their website because I if think you've not seen it, does it even exist? I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. Um, you'd have to have to ask Ben himself. But I think I think we should ask Fletch to put one into a, uh, a volume pebble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll pick up in a volume. Oh dear. Shit, man. Yeah, that's so, what we need next: is a volume pedal built into a guitar. <laughs> yeah, but but like on a on a rotary control. <laughs> yeah, on a rotary control, but yeah. it, instead of yeah, like an inbuilt <laughs> volume pedal, and it needs to be passive as well. Um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, God, yeah. So yeah, that's it. Check them out, FletcherPickups.co.uk. Um, if you want to, um, if you want to catch us online, uh, Fret Talk Podcast Group, which is. Uh, in in groups, you type in Fret Talk Podcast, you can find us. It's in our show notes. Um, I would also urge you to be part of the Pedal Boards of Doom um, group because 
on Sundays bi-weekly, every fortnightly, I think we, we, we say in the UK. Um, fortnightly, uh, we, we do a little hangout on there where we do a live Fret Talk podcast where you can get involved on that as well. Uh, so be part of the uh, pedal boards of doom. Uh, if you want to catch me online, it's facebook.com slash budget pedal chop, instagram.com slash budget pedal chop, youtube.com, um, just type in budget pedal chop, you'll find me. Again, all in the show notes. Matt, you are on the Bad Bookers podcast as a eight time in a row. Yep. Yep. Be nine tomorrow. Nine times in a row. I'm sure there's a song. Well, it's in like I'm a permanent, ho- permanent host again at this point. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Want to watch out there? Um, <laughs> so yeah, find find his uh, Bad Booker's wrestling podcast about wrestling uh, on iTunes, Acast, SoundCloud, all all of the lovely places where you find podcasts. And if you want to catch Matt online, it's heel underscore Matt Q at Twitter. Also on Twitch, where you stream some. Oh, you're just such a busy, busy person, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So busy. So, yeah. I do two podcasts. I stream three to five days a week um, on Twitch. Uh, obviously, I've got my Instagram channel now that I started uh, sharing stuff on, so that's heel underscore me at Q as well. Yep. Um, I play in a pool team. I play in a rugby team. I'm currently injured, but I'm still coaching the rugby team, so I still go to training and, and go to games. So I don't really have spare time. It's not a thing anymore. I don't he also owns the Isle of Man and also is running for president in the USA for 2022. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be any worse than the last the guy. So, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I'm in a band as well, aren't I? You are. Switch, <laughs> switch IOM, Facebook. Fucking hell. Um, yeah. Ayrton is slash the Sin Circus. Um, yeah. If you want to find his band, who are awesome, um, and we'll be playing soon at a place that might be near you. Um, Blackpool on Sunday, and then um, Blackpool again next. Yeah, next Saturday. That's nowhere near me. So yeah, <laughs> no, I lied. I lied. Um, so yeah, if you wanna if you wanna catch us all online, that's where you find us. Um, absolutely, just love and joy to you people for for making it this far and and just being part of the the podcast in in listening to it we love each and every one of you for doing so so thank you thank you so much from myself mr budget pedal trip from mr ed and tracy from hi matt hi matt it will be a goodbye and good night for this week. bye matt bye matt oh that's that's a thing isn't it that is Ta-ra. Tatty boy. <laughs> Bye. Bye, <laughs> See you later. Bye, man. Bye, man. Oh, that's so good. So good. <laughs> oh, yes. I think that's making it into the podcast. Uh,